There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. LMFM Podcasts with CNC Carpets. We bring the showroom to you. Or you can book a personal consultation at our fabulous new showroom in Moortown, Dramiskin. Call 087-660-40-237 or visit our website at cnccarpets.com to book an appointment. CNC Carpets for all your carpet and wood flooring needs. It's going to be woof. Very woof this Christmas. What am I talking about? Well, I can't get rid of this next woman from late lunch. It just seems like every day she's on the show. She's not really, but she's back for a, a special reason. Listen up, canine lovers out there. Kira Burke from Sage and Stone in the league. Afternoon. Afternoon, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Well, look at this. It's straightforward on the 26th of November. You're having a Christmas fair, okay? That day is cut and dried. Uh, the usual, yeah, yeah, the usual stuff on the 26th. But it's yeah. a two day thing. But the 27th is different. Tell our listeners why. Well, the 26th, uh, Saturday the 26th is our Christmas market. We have beautiful stalls. Santi is coming to visit the kids. And uh, we have live music, we have ballet, class, everything. We've, we've a great day out, right? Okay. But then I was getting lots of calls from people. Can I bring my dog to see Santi? And I was thinking, yeah, 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 no problem. We even have doggy treats for Santa, for, for dogs. But then I thought, like, it can't be crusts on the day either. Do you know mm. what I mean? So mm. I said, uh, oh, Jesus, I, I think I'm going to have to start doing something separate for the dogs. Because, like, there's kids who are afraid of dogs and then dogs, you know, yep. you know barking and whatever. I just thought it could be too confusing. So I said, you know what? We're going to do that on the Sunday. We'll do the Santa Paws for all our doggy lovers on the Sunday. Because, you know what? Dogs are just like, you know, they're more important than kids for some people. <laughs> and um, so they're going to come and they're going to bring their little pooch and get their picture taken with Santi if they want to be included themselves they can or they can just get their dog uh, pictured with Santi we'll have, we're doing it for the Dogs Trust because I think at this time of year Dogs Trust are you know a vital part of our community because lots of people get dogs for Christmas but then after Christmas the novelty wears off blah 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 so we're, we're inviting them to come down to give a kind of a, you know information about what they do and rehoming dogs and that kind of thing and uh, we just thought that and it has been overwhelmingly uh, popular. <laughs> I have never been trolled. I've been trolled many times on, on, on social media, Jerry, but not this time. <laughs> I thought I'd heard and seen it all till I heard about this. I have to take my hat off to you, bringing your pooch to visit Santa Claus. Listeners, you're, he- you're hearing us today. It is true. This is not an April Fool. Kira Burke is doing this. Would you take your dog along to see Santa? Let me know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I'd love to get the feel uh, of uh, the lie of the land from late lunch listeners. Kira, do they know it's Christmas? Oh, look, they'll be, they, 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 I don't know whether, all, all my dog is doing is, is eating shoes and eating all the Christmas, any Christmas decorations. But, like, like the, the people themselves know um, that it's it's Christmas. And like, do babies know it's Christmas? No, they mm. don't. Do kids under four know it's Christmas? Probably not. So, like, look, this is just for the parents of the dogs, for the owners of the dogs. And we have, um, we have stalls with, like, lovely little you know, preachy things for dressing them up at Christmas okay. and, you know, all that kind of stuff. But the thing about it is, Jerry, is is dogs are, like, let's just get into the new frame of mind in this country. Dogs are very important. We have them in the restaurant. Now, I always, I always say, 
look, I don't mind if you have your dog on your lap and you can feed them with whatever you want. But if another dog comes into play and there's barking and whatever, like, you're going to have to leave. But, um, it's like, they're very important. I had one lady last year, she booked a table for a, a, a seat at her afternoon tea table for her dog. And I said, no, 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 there's no need. No, no, no. I want to pay for my dog. My dog is having a seat at the table. And so, like, you know, Jerry, let's just get to grips. Like, let's, let's have hotels for dogs. Let's have, you know, places to go, restaurants, you name it. I'm telling you, it's the new business. Uh, the only thing I want to tell listeners, don't dress them in pyjamas. They won't be allowed into Sage no. and Stone no. in their pyjamas, whether you're I two-legged don't. or four-legged. Exactly. I don't mind their Christmas jumpers, but don't. And owners, please don't come in your pyjamas either. <laughs> uh, so I'll have no pyjamas, just Christmas jumpers, lots of cheer and a bit of fun. And you know what? You know, I think it'll be a fantastic day. Actually. And it is the 27th. Is the 26th a dog free day? A dog free day. I don't mind one or two, but please don't arrive in your masses with dogs. But because uh, we have lovely Christmas dolls and, you know, okay. gifts and crafts, and we have, you know, like a few different displays on and whatever. So the 25th is kind of dog free. The 26th is dog free. 27th, the Sunday is, is dedicated. Uh, we're embracing the dog day. Yes. And yeah. Santa will be there? Oh, Santa will be there with bells on. Oh, and you know he the way you know the way children. You know some children. And you mentioned the little ones there. They do like they look at Santa when they're small at times, and they're a little bit shy and demure. Um, a lovely Santa. Your Santa will take all comers, no matter what the personality of the of the four-legged friend is. Oh well, I mean, as long as the as long as the uh, dog behaves just like yes. the children, and they're a little bit more scared and and. Um, Shell shocked, but not. Hopefully, well, hopefully we give we we'll give um, Santa a tetanus before before we uh, oh before ju- we head just, off. Just 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 in case. That's all I say. Yes. But you're not but wrong. I just say to people to maybe to make sure you have your dogs on a lead. Yes, because it's just not a free for all. It's just you know, and bring your pooper scoopers as well. Oh, very very important to mention that. But you're yeah. not wrong about dogs. I was actually I couldn't believe this over the weekend. I don't know where I was, and I saw this woman coming to me with a little buggy, and I thought. Uh, you know, out for a walk with a child. No, yes. there were two yes. dogs in the buggy, Kira. Yeah, yes. Oh, Terry, I had a cat on the lead the other day. So it's not just dogs; it's cats, it's iguanas. Like I know, I'm probably going to. Have, I probably would have snakes on on that Sunday. So, like, I'm saying dogs, but I'm not, you know, precluding them from any, you know, loving pets. Um, oh, I don't. I, Anna, I, I'm okay. I'm advising you not to go there. It could become exotic world in sage and stone if, if it goes down that direction. I love Louise's uh, puns. I love Louise's puns with the uh, with the names of the Christmas song. Louise, you've done well. Did you, you, yes. You've seen them, have you? A fairy tale of New York, Louise. Love it. Uh, silent bite or listen she's talk about being on the or bark perhaps and uh, the herald angels sing what's that one Louise the herald bark angels the herald oh sorry bark the herald angels bark 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 I see bark the herald yeah. well, well, well just need a bit of crack ju- you have to have just not to be outdone Louise or Kira. I came up with a few of my own what do you think of these Kira? I saw Rover licking Santa Claus Oh, yeah, good. Isn't that that a good one? Uh, uh, Peeing around the Christmas tree. How about that? Oh, well, I know that's going to happen in my house. Do they know it's Christmas? No, they haven't a clue. I just added a line (laughs) onto the title of that one. That's my favourite. Last Christmas, I ate a sheep's heart. (laughs) Oh, it's very good for dog sheep's hearts, I have to tell you. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere I go. Everywhere I go. <laughs> the number, the pooper scoopers, please. Hey, Jerry, Jerry, they're getting worse. They're getting worse. <laughs> oh, no, the better, the better. Yeah, yeah. Baby, it's cold outside. I'm not leaving this warm bed for anyone or anything. All I want for Christmas is stew. <laughs> <laughs> or is to chew. <laughs> oh, the, my my favourite Christmas song from Kylie, Christmas isn't Christmas till I poo here. So bring your scoopers oh, along with you when you're going to say this. Anyway, that's just some of my little titles for Second the Christmas Second is song. my favourite. Do you like that one, do you? Second one is my favourite. What's favorite. that? 
uh, do they know it's Christmas? No, they haven't yeah, a clue. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, they haven't yeah. a clue. I understand yeah. that. Kira <laughs> Burke, you're a marketing genius. Anyway, thank you for joining us on the show today. Yeah, Wish you well. Thank you for having us. We'll Not talk at you all. Soon. And hopefully you bring your little dog back <laughs> on that day. <laughs> oh, my God. Talk to you, you soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Shauna Tully uh, has a business called Mutz.ie and she's on the line to pick up on this uh, Christmas aspect for your four-legged friends. Hello, Shauna. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm really good. Mutz.ie, I love the name of the business, but just uh, by extension to what Kira was saying, they're having this special day for dogs to visit Santa. How is your business or what's Christmas like from owners of dogs? Is it a big time for you? Did they buy loads? Oh, 100%. We obviously launched our Christmas products there, I'd say, just after Halloween or even just before um, and even to go up as we have like muffins and donuts and like advent calendars and stuff like that and they started flying off the shelves straight away like obviously it's every time of year people buy birthday cakes and stuff and sure look at Christmas you know we all love a box of biscuits at home you can even get a box of biscuits for dogs <laughs> Christmas package of dog biscuits. I absolutely love it. And come back to the clothing. Do they buy actually jumpers and little gansies and things for dogs? Yeah, jumpers, bandanas. Like you, like you go as far as having like collars and harnesses and everything. All Christmas themed. It's just like whatever you can find for a person. Trust me, you can find it for a dog. So this is a big market and a growing market in Ireland. Oh, 100%. Even compared to last year, we have like a lot more product, uh, a lot more of a product range than would have been available last year. Like even treat-wise, one of my favourites is called Christmas Roasties and just a little bag of treats. Um, but you can even get Christmas crackers, stockings, toys, like you name it, you've got it for Christmas. Uh, our biggest seller is probably definitely at the moment, the muffins and the donuts. They're called uh, the, a woofmas instead of a Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> woofmas. Woofmas. Yeah. My, oh, my, oh my, you know, how Ireland has changed and our whole approach to, to pets especially, but dogs, number one, of course, the, the number one pet uh, across the country. You know, this has been uh, in America and come from America, I'm sure, to these shores as well. But it really has, has taken off. People just, it, it really does uh, sum up the fact that, you know, a, a man or woman's best friend, people love their dogs. Oh. I nearly treat mine like they're children, to be honest. But uh, even at, uh, obviously, the whole, the treats and the toys are great. But a lot of people now are actually buying, like, calming remedies. Because you know yourself, it's all loud and there's lots of changes and stuff around Christmas with the routine. Um, and that's obviously affects animals so much. Um, so a lot of people are buying, like, pet remedies and stuff like that to just keep the dogs nice and calm. I use them myself for brilliant. Um so, like, as well as all the niceties that uh, people are really looking after, their dogs, like, mental health and stuff. Mm. So, this is another aspect of the business that that's growing too. Birthdays, you said there, uh, people now making a real fuss of, of, of the dogs at birthday time. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, even, to, like, some of our cakes, uh, you can buy, they come with the, like, little, obviously, icing tubes. Like, say, we buy to ice a cake ourselves. And you can decorate it with the dog's name and everything. Incredible. Like, I, I, it astounds me, you know, and I come from a family uh, I, where my, my dad was just a, a a dog lover completely from racing dogs to hunting dogs to pets around the house, all that type of thing. You know what I mean? And honest to God, uh, at that stage, like it was just caring for them, looking after them well and feeding them and, and making sure they were, were healthy, etc. But my God, if we were alive today, Lord of Mercy, he'd be just astounded by the where this ha- has gone in the country for sure. But there you are. So big. Christmas, looking forward to a busy time online with mutts.ie. Oh, we are indeed. Thanks for joining me, Sean, on the show today. No problem. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Sean at Tully there from mutts.ie. Incredible, isn't it? It really is. Would you bring your dog, I'll ask you again, to see Santa Claus? Are you into this? Does it appeal to you? Kira's got a great reaction. I have to say, we've seen it ourselves uh, online for sure and it's been welcomed warmly by so many people. But what about you listening to us today with your pooch, your pet pooch? Would you take them to visit Santa? Do you buy them something for Christmas? Let us know. Maddie says, Hi, Jerry. I am definitely not bringing my dog to see Santa. Caroline says, Is this the 1st of April? Really, Jerry? What next? 
No way, Jose. Louise, I, I had a feeling that it wouldn't resonate. Kira's getting great reaction online. Want oh, to say it's that. unbelievable. Yeah. Absolutely no negative reaction on any of her social media because I checked it out because yeah. I couldn't believe it. And everybody was saying, what a great idea. What? This was amazing. Well, you I'm see. I'm my dogs. You see, there's obviously the, the contrary view as well. And we're hearing it there today. But let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Today in the history of the world at this present moment, Louise, is a very historic day because the eighth billionth child was born today of human beings that are alive on the planet today. We've passed the eight billion mark. So do they give them anything? Do they get anything? I don't think so. It's do they just, know who they are? Yes, I th- they do. I, I believe they do and, and within reason, but they definitely know that we've just gone beyond the eight billion. Now, it's gone beyond it, obviously, with all around the world and babies being born every probably second uh, of the day. But... Uh, that's where the human population, and it's in the context, you know, of the COP27 that's yeah. going on at the minute and trying to, you know, have a livable world Sustainable. for, yes, 8 billion people mm. and more. They think it'll grow even more over the With coming... Water and food especially. Yes, yes, about that. But there you are, we've crossed the 8 billion mark today. Amazing indeed. Uh, I was coming in to work today and guess what I saw? A bumblebee working. Mm. On the what date? The 15th of November? A bumblebee trying to get some nectar? It's another sign, you know what I mean, Mm. of this environmental thing. It's shocking mild, too mild, but it is cooling down towards the weekend. I'd say they are. So they have to be, Louise. They have to be. They're confused. Confused like dogs at Christmas. Um, (laughs) uh, They haven't a clue. (laughs) Coming up after two on Late Lunch, it's the tweeting goddess Samantha Kelly with Jerry Kelly on Late Lunch for taking us towards top of the hour at two. We do know it's two on the 15th of November. Doggies, if you're out there listening to us for taking us there, it's divine comedy and everybody knows except the dogs. We've been talking about bringing your dogs to see Santa Claus this Christmas. It's happening at Sage and Stone on the 27th of November. And I have to say, there's nobody has come on to us here in late lunch this afternoon and said they would or they're for it. Another one there saying, I would not like to see a dog in a restaurant, Jerry. It would put me off entirely. Teresa's been on to say, I really think people in Ireland are gone soft in the head. Imagine having a nice meal and a dog close by having a big you-know-what. Wouldn't that turn you off your food? I love your show, Jerry, but certainly a dog doing that would certainly put you off your dinner. 86 658 by WhatsApp or text if you want to get in touch with us, if you've anything to say to us on the show this afternoon. Now, my next guest came to mind in the context of the whole controversy with Twitter, uh, letting so many people go, Elon Musk taking over the viability of the company. You know everything I'm talking about. And yesterday on the show, uh, our Lizzie was talking to us uh, about a young person's perspective on social media and where it's at for young people. And she was undoubtedly in the realm of Instagram, especially. Well, my next guest is a good friend of ours, but it's been a while since we spoke. But I remember when it all started, started at the kitchen table for her and look her on now social media strategist author trainer speaker and founder of the women's inspire network samantha kelly it's been too long Woohoo! yeah it's been way too long <laughs> how are you and you w- you wouldn't believe it i'm great thanks it's great and and how are you doing jerry i'm doing good and better for having you with me today because you're one of the most upbeat positive people i've ever come across i have to say <laughs> and your story is simply wonderful anyway you heard what i'm saying there what do you make of what's happening first of all in general terms with the whole twitter brand I'm not worried at all. Uh, you know, Twitter has been here before. I, I People might not remember, but when Jack took over, Jack Dorsey, mm. there was a whole hula blue as well. People love a bit of drama, you know, and um, I know times are tough and I do feel bad for the people who've been laid off. Absolutely, 100 um, percent. But this is about a platform that is so powerful that I don't think people realize it. I mean, people are on Twitter complaining about Twitter, Hmm. you know, and it's and the usage of Twitter has soared since Elon took over. Now, 
I'm not, I I always say I don't have an opinion on Elon. You know, I mean, I can't make rockets. um, Mm. I can't make cars, but I I do know Twitter. And people have a huge fear around Twitter anyway, because all you hear are the negative things. If you see a tweet on the radio, on the news, it's always a negative tweet. It's never something, it's always controversial. Mm. It's never some of the lovely stories I see happening on Twitter. You know, wonderful things that happen. And businesses, my whole life is changed because of Twitter. It's all about people. And the fact that, you know, there's a new owner. I mean, I have a lovely table at home. I don't know who owns the company that I bought the table off, Mm. you know, and it's like, I I still like the table though, you know, so I'm just, um, it's very, very important. Like Twitter, like I, I, and I love what you were saying about the younger person talking about Instagram and probably TikTok as well. Yes, she did. Um, She did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I want to reach an older demographic, like age 35 to 55 and over 55s, and I'm in the B2B space like business, I need to be on Twitter and LinkedIn. Yes. That's it. Yeah, and, and and you're right. The demographics dictate the space on social media. And I understand this fully because people often dismiss Facebook. And even uh, Lizzie yesterday, who's a young girl, wouldn't dismiss it because she says mm-hmm. there's a huge population. She understands that still, you know, that Facebook I- I- is important to them. But look, at here's the thing. I just wanted to mention Mastodon. You know about this. It's uh, it's yes. supposed to be the, 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 the new Twitter or, or whatever. And there are people going across to that. But mm. it's it's not Twitter, is it? No, it's not. Are you there, Jerry? I must I am. follow you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. I said, you know what? I'm going to go and explore. And no, no, it's not Twitter. Um, it's slightly different. You know, I think really for sending traffic to your website, that's what we need to be looking at here. And Twitter is is fantastic for sending traffic to your website. I was just looking at my Google Analytics there before I came on. Mm. And most of my traffic obviously comes from Twitter, but also LinkedIn. But that's because I'm in the right place where my audience are. Mm. Now, you know, if you are trying to reach young brides, let's say you're, uh, let's say you're a florist and you're trying to reach young brides, you know, then yes, Instagram. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, and possibly Facebook. There's a lot of Facebook groups around the wedding industry. So it really depends on your business. Like, for example, I was talking to a lady that lives in your area, Marie, um, and she owns Esker Fields. Uh, it's skincare products. And I was saying to her, you know, I mean, it's really about finding the people who have money to buy these type of products that would be interested in organic products that are interested. It's all about finding who your ideal client is. And Twitter, the secret is Twitter lists, Jerry. I don't know if I ever told you about Twitter lists, but Twitter lists, that's the key. You 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 create your own feed. So I don't see any of these negative tweets. I don't see any of them. Mm. If I see any negativity, I just move on or don't follow them or or block them if they target me. But Twitter is a very a great place if you're an expert in your niche and you want to raise your profile and become known. Like you said it yourself, who did you think of first when it came to the topic of Twitter? You thought of me yeah. because I've made sure that people know that I am the expert. I'm also moving into LinkedIn now. So I actually, I'm hedging my bets just in case, Jerry, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm also, um, Twitter and LinkedIn would be strongest platforms. But, you know, it really is about where your audience are and uh, how you want to reach them. So, in other words, you are the queen of Twitter, but you are very open and I hear what you're saying and well aware of the other platforms and where they can target too. So you're saying to yeah. me that Twitter is an important space, but there are others as well. And this thing evolves. I wonder where it's going, Samantha. Do you ever think about that? Yeah, I do. And that's why you can never beat in person. I was actually at the loud chat uh, meet up last Tuesday Great. and I stayed in the um, Fairways uh, yep. Hotel. Mm. I was there last Tuesday in Loud. Oh, you're beside me, yes. Yeah, yeah. So I was there last week and we were talking about, you know, it's really about um, face to face. It's about people. So it's about building those relationships online and then taking them to a Zoom call or a phone call or an email or a cup of tea. Mm. You know, yes, and 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 that I I love I love that because you know business is conducted of course online, but I love that you say that because life is about the real world and about the personal connections and all that type of thing, especially in the business world. Um, 
you said earlier there, and, and it is a fact, it changed your life, this, didn't it? It really did. Yeah. Completely. Yeah, you did. You have such a story uh, of where you've come from and where you are now. And you have a team. You're you're not on your own anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. And even even my, my daughter, my own daughter, is doing graphic design with me. And also, um, you know, it, it really is about surrounding myself with people who are better at the stuff that I'm not so good at. Like, I have a TikTok account, but if I have a client that needs... Um, marketing on TikTok or marketing strategy around TikTok. I need Claire, who actually does the TikTok. She is the TikTok queen, you know. Yeah. So I need to have people around me who are better at the stuff that I'm not so good at. Mm. And and of course, then you create a wider audience for for your customers and the people that come to come to you. In a general sense, for people listening today, do you know the way? And myself and Louise, my producer, were talking about this. That really, at times incessant tweeting let's talk about twitter non-stop bombardment by you mm. uh, on a personal basis or by businesses it's the one big turn off how do you get the balance right what you do is you can add people to twitter lists you can mute certain people if you don't want to see them in your feed um, you can create twitter lists of the people like i have a, a twitter list of cool people i have a twitter list of funny people i have a twitter list of different kinds of people so that i don't even go to my home feed i only want to see the people i want to see so you can actually do that by creating twitter lists so i could add jerry to my uh, journalist or media mm. twitter list i could like if, if anyone wants to look at my profile tweeting goddess there are lots of lists there i have an irish gift ideas list which was very popular because people can go there if they want to buy an irish product and they can actually support an irish business and and that's what it's about it's about adding value to my community um, so you don't have to see all if you someone if you keep seeing someone all the time, you can actually mute them. You yes. don't have to see them all the time. This thing works, though. You're the you're the proof in the yeah. pudding and, and your clients as well. Doesn't it really does work because the connections, the leads, the sales and the profits, it, it, it all ties together. Jerry, I was on radio in Dubai last Thursday. You know, because they searched for Twitter expert on Twitter, like all the journalists and media are on Twitter. OK, they're looking mm. out for opportunities. They're looking out for people they can maybe if they need an expert on something to talk about a particular topic um, and don't underestimate the CEOs and decision makers who are there because um, it's like LinkedIn's living room. It really is. I have made so many great connections and friendships from Twitter, Jerry. And I remember doing a campaign um, a crowdfunding, a GoFundMe campaign because Someone needed to raise money um, here in Wexford uh, during the pandemic, and I was helping them with that campaign. And most of the donations came from Twitter. Mm. Yes. Now, there's a, a salient point to keep in mind as well. The other thing I mentioned uh, introducing you, you are, of course, founder of the wonderful Women's Inspire Network. And I couldn't help but notice the last 24 hours how you were talking about one certain inspiring woman. Oh, Vicky Phelan. Mm. Oh, do you know, I'm actually quite upset by it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wasn't expecting. I mean, she I met her, you know, and um, she used to message me on Twitter and ask me, you know, give me get my opinion on some tweets she was putting out, you know, and I was like, look, you know, I'll happily go on a call. And, you know, we actually I, I met her and she was just phenomenal. And I remember one thing she did say, so maybe we can keep this in mind uh, when she was doing the talk. She said, I loved running. And one thing I miss the most is running. So the next day I went and I did a run just for Vicky. You know what I mean? So I yeah. think there's lots of opportunities for her to, you know, maybe uh, what's the word for her family, Amelia and Dara and her husband and all her friends as well. She she was just so brave and so courageous and didn't take any crap, you know, mm. and I love that about her. But she was so kind and compassionate as well. She helped a lot of people. And I think us as women, I, I did a tweet this morning saying, you know, I sat down with my daughter at breakfast yeah. and I said, do you know who Vicky Phelan is? I want to tell you about her. And she was like, I don't really know her. No. And I was like, well, I'm going to tell you what she did. And I want you to remember that and tell your friends as well. And I have her book at home, uh, uh, Overcoming. Yes. I'm going to give that to my daughter as well. I think it's important that our sons and daughters, sons and daughters know who she is and remember her name. Well, good on you. I saw that tweet uh, about your daughter as well. And, and uh, yesterday I played an extract from an interview I had with her when she 
published that wonderful book we talked for about 25 minutes here it was a lovely conversation and I podcast that yesterday yeah. evening as well she was just an incredible yeah. an incredible woman and lovely to see you as well as founder of the Inspire Women's Inspire Network talking about her today so all is Thank good you. all is good with the Kellys in Wexford <laughs> yeah yeah I think um, did I get married since I saw you last did you <laughs> but you're not changing did your I? name. You're not. Cha- did you? Well, it's our wedding anniversary ah, tomorrow, so I want to say then. hello to my husband Andy. He hasn't been very well. He's been in. He was in St. Vincent's for five weeks. Um, been a tough few months, Jerry. And mm. I think we have to remember that as well. There are a lot of people go through a lot of stuff, and you know, it's about supporting each other as much as we can. And and that's what I use Twitter for. I use Twitter for good. And who knows? Maybe Elon knows who I am. The amount of people who keep tagging me <laughs> to him and saying you need to talk to Samantha she'll sort it all out for you <laughs> it's really funny but we have to remember yes. every avatar has a human behind it and just to be kind to each other and you know look at Vicky Phelan would have would have been so thrilled to be running and she couldn't run and so I always feel guilty if I feel lazy you know and I kind of go do you know what Vicky would be out there running you mm. know so I just think if we just look after each other a bit more and just uh, help each other especially businesses they're struggling so much mm. um, and I think what you do is great you're very good at highlighting local business and you're very good at highlighting things so appreciate you and Louise as well thank you Thank you so much for those kind words I'll remember that little line you said there behind every avatar is a person we should all keep that in mind and take that thought with us today you are fantastic I won't leave it as long again I promise Samantha Kelly Yay <laughs> Thanks for joining me Thank you. My pleasure. Take care. Bye. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm going to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Two, two, one on Tuesday. I can see by two when you dance, dance, dance. Yes, that's my two on Tuesday, this Tuesday afternoon, released on the 6th of May 2016. The lead single from the soundtrack of the movie Trolls, released six months before the movie itself. It came straight in at number one in the USA, making it Justin Timberlake's fifth number one single in the States. Best-selling single of 2016 in the USA, it received Oscar, Golden Globe, Grammy nominations, but in the UK, which is the chart we Focus on each week. It fell short of top spot on the charts, sticking at number two for a number of weeks. Yes, your two on Tuesday this afternoon. Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. So what was number one? The one that kept it off top spot in the UK charts. You're going to find out after this break. Two on Tuesday. Can't stop the feeling by Justin Timberlake. We had that just a few moments ago. So what was the one that kept him off the number one spot in the UK charts. Well, the song itself made number one in the USA and became number one in the UK, as I said, on the 21st of April 2016. Listen to this, where it remained at number one for 15 weeks. 15 weeks! Yes, it equaled Wet Wet Wet's Love Is All Around as the second longest consecutive number one in UK chart history, only falling short of Everything I Do by Brian Adams that was number one in 91 for 16 weeks. So the big number one from 2016 that kept Justin off the top spot. It's Drake and One Dance. I want to officially declare 
2016. If that was number one for 15 weeks in 2016, it must have been the worst year for music in history. I think it should have been number one for 20 weeks. No. I think it's great. I think it's rubbish. I think it's too cool for school. Cool? Mm. You bop away to that. <laughs> boom, boom, mm. boom, boom, boom. If that's what Roll rocks along. your clock, uh, I have to say, Justin Timberlake can't stop the feeling. No. Way. And I like that song, but no, I didn't know one dance I couldn't, but when you played it, I kind of went, oh yeah, that's a cool song. Does anyone think that's a cool song or that's great music listening to Late Lunch this afternoon? Or have I totally lost the plot today between dogs going to see Santa Claus, gifts for Christmas for dogs and that thing, number one for 15 weeks in 2016. Have have I just lost all sense of reality? That's what the kids listen to. Kids love Drake. uh, You're no kid. I know I'm, I'm no kid, and I'm definitely probably, no that's kid. That's probably how I. That's probably how I know <laughs> the song. Through your children, you yeah, do, yeah, you do. I know that you know it. But listen, through the eyes of your age, come on, Louise. I still like it. No, I like the beat. Let me take a slug of water. <laughs> I wish there was something stronger in this to sort me out this afternoon. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what do you think? Who are you with on this one? Louise or myself? 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. If you let me down, I'll never talk to you again. <laughs> but I'm going to have to in three minutes anyway. Stay with us at late lunch. I am a very relieved presenter of a radio show today. Thank you so much, Caroline. Oh, Jerry, you're driving me to drink today. Dogs to see Santa and that terrible, terrible song. Oh, my God, says a listener. That was really awful. You're right. The music that year must have been horrendous. Somebody else saying the show has gone to the dogs today. Jerry, pardon the pun with that one. Oh, keep them coming to me. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. I love you all. I love you all. I really do. Anyway, let's move on on late lunch this afternoon and have a chat with a man who must be very proud today because he has recently been elected as chairperson of the National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals. He is the principal himself of Enfield Community College and I'm delighted to say hello and congratulations today to Shane Foley. Hi Shane. Hi Jerry. how are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show and congratulations again on being elected president of the National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals. Can I ask you this as president, is it true that that the jobs themselves, principal and deputy principal, are they becoming more difficult to fill, Shane? Oh, they are, Jerry, and I think that's that's well documented over the last number of years. I mean, there has been a huge exodus of, of talent from senior leadership teams across the country, and and that's probably you know age, retirement, and and that. But uh, the reality is, the job is becoming extremely unmanageable, and a lot of that is due down to to, to workload. Um, <clears throat> NAPD have carried out uh, the Deakin uh, study, which has looked at um, the, the, I suppose, the, 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 the educator, the health and well-being of principals in particular and deputies. And you know what's arising from that is, you know, an increased level of stress. And this is not just this year, but this is going back over a number of years. This is the second iteration of this study, and uh, increased in workload. Um, the administrative overload that, that we are facing is probably one of the most significant aspects of the job. And that has been uh, well recognised and documented because the department are working with the NAPD uh, on this. Um, you know, Following 2019, our president <coughs> raised the matter with uh, Joe McHugh, who at the time was uh, Minister for Education, and, and he agreed to set up uh, a working group to look at, at this very area area um, of, of providing additional admin support for our school leaders because they are being taken away from the core purpose which is looking after students looking after teaching and learning in our schools mm. and, and the on the other hand as well besides principals and and deputy principals the teacher supply we're hearing this as well are you seeing this as well that it's difficult to recruit teachers and why is that what's the main reason well again <clears throat> we're looking at i suppose we can look at this in two different ways one we could look at it as, as school leaders. We would like, and I'd like to take this opportunity because maybe there are parents listening to me now today, that uh, we would encourage more young people to go into teaching. Uh, I know that uh, there, are, there are, what do you call it, challenges there and there are probably barriers in terms of the cost of the TME after you finish your primary degree. But maybe that's something uh, NAPD can look at with the Teaching Council um, 
in terms of in terms of providing more opportunities for for um, the training of of teachers, not alone young teachers, but also mature adults who want to go back into teaching. Mm. But you're asking that question, and if you just look at education posts today, <clears throat> you will see 191 vacancies on education posts right now. 36 in English, varying from uh, substitute teachers to maternity leaves to to actually uh, full time jobs, uh, maths. Irish, home economics, you can name every single subject, there are vacancies there at the moment. And that is, and that has been going on for a number of years. And I suppose we can see it in not just teaching, but in other areas of, of, of um, Irish life where there are shortages of highly skilled people for positions. But we'd like to think that, you know, we want to support uh, our young people in becoming maybe teachers and get, encourage parents to encourage their children again to go into the profession because it's a very worthwhile and worthy profession. Is, is it because of pay or, uh, you know, finding a place to live? Are they factors as well? Well, you know, you'll hear all these things cited, but, you know, people that decide to become teachers, you know, have a vocation for the job. Mm. And, you know, people will say, you know, it's, it's, you know, you can put money in there as an obstacle, you can put accommodation as an obstacle. But if you love your job, it doesn't matter wh- where you are uh, or does that. I know you have to live. Obviously, you know, you have to be recompensed properly for the job and, and should be uh, looked after properly because of the hours that teachers. And then that has to be recognised. I mean, uh, today's teacher puts in significant time into their work uh, to, to uh, provide the highest quality uh, educational experience for the students. Mm. You, you came to Enfield, a, a, a new uh, educational facility starting up. You've great experience. If you look at Dunshockland alone, you were eight years there as principal in the wonderful Dunshockland College. Um, from a teaching point of view, and now a principal overseeing the whole lot, what are the greatest challenges? And I'm just thinking here, as I said today, we've been talking about it a lot in recent days in the show, the whole uh, shifting sands of social media and how phones and that aspect of young people's lives are a huge part of of them now. Is that a huge challenge for teaching? You might say that, but you could, I suppose, Jerry, you could equally say you can get on, on any bus or train or anywhere yes. else or go to any yes. cinema or anywhere and you'll see adults equally on their phones as you will see children. Um, how they're used, I suppose, is what's, uh, what's important. A lot of schools have, have taken the, the, the position maybe that, you know, because they have uh, sufficient technology in schools, that they, they don't um, allow the, the mobile phones to be uh, used in school. And that's only purely because of the distraction that they cause. And yes, there's a huge issue around social media and maybe the use of social media. But then equally, you could take it that, that social media and the likes of the, the, the TikTok videos, the students can learn a lot from them as well. Mm. I mean, there's plenty of evidence out there uh, that students will have taken time during lockdown especially, watched videos on how to do different, uh, picked up different skills from watching videos. And TikTok. Yes. But look, there's a positive side as well. It's, I suppose, how we develop that as school leaders, how we integrate that into the school community is, is what's the significant part you know, how do we do that effectively? Mm, because concentration, I don't have to remind you, it's around the concentration. And when you study and you're studying for exams, you certainly have to have concentration and not distractions. And uh, this uh, online world, I think, is reducing people's ability to concentrate all the time. They flick. You know what I'm getting at? Yes. And, and in that sense, like, I mean, if you go, I have two, two of my own children at the moment are in third level. They're not children anymore, of course, mm. they're adults, uh, are in third level. And they face that because most of their uh, learning is online. It's either, it's either the, you know, they attend lectures physically, but all of the work is online after that. And even, you know, speaking to my own son, they, they, they go to college, they go in with their laptop into the college, into mm. the lecture hall, mm. and, and they're working through it. So, look, we have to recognise that, that, you know, this, this the blended learning model and how technology is used uh, is going to be a significant factor for our young people going forward. But I think we are embracing that in the schools. The issue of transgender is uh, a very hot topic at the moment in schools and gender issues in general. Is, is that a huge challenge for principals, deputies, uh, teachers as well to get to grips with this? And do you feel you're being directed uh, soundly by the department? Well, I think the decision to, to transition from one 
gender assigned at birth to another gender identity is a dramatic step. And uh, critical to, to students' well-being is the respect, acceptance and support of their family, their friends and the key members of our school community. Now, how the transitions are managed within the school environment uh, will definitely have the ability to shape that person's life uh, and what they look like in the future and their ability to progress through our system, educational system and how they're perceived in their whole community, in their community as a whole. And it's in that context that NAPD has developed guidelines specifically around this area. So, you know, we've developed a plan that involves both the student and their parents. Uh, the, the TENI network, the, the Transgender Equality Network Ireland and Belong To, are organisations who have particular expertise in supporting schools and families to formulate transition plans. So we would say it's, it's most advisable for uh, all of our schools to make contact with TENI or Belong To to ensure a comprehensive and workable plan is put in place because they can also provide the training uh, that staff need so that everyone is a little more comfortable with the subject and can speak with more confidence, especially if approached by other students or their parents. And, and we're very proactive in that, in, in the sense that the NAPD has recognised the need to provide that um, uh, information for and, 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 and procedures for uh, our school communities. And at all times, we're looking at supporting the individual student because they are individuals and, you know, uh, our job is to care for everybody in our school community equally. Uh, really reassuring, may I say your words, I have to say, Shane. Uh, really, really reassuring. You well, are... It's important that we do recognise that, yes. you know, we're all different, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, and we all bring our own, uh, I suppose, our own... Um, experiences, our own uh, visions, our own values, uh, aspirations, everything comes into the school community together. And we just work together as, as a respectful community. And that's what I think is important for us in, in, in the modern Ireland. Well said, and uh, you are now sort of, may I say, starting out again with, with, with the uh, the new college. There, you are into third year with your um, students at the moment, and another what a hundred or so to come on board next year as you move then towards uh, the leave insert cycle. Uh, having all the experience you had in Shockland and other places as well, um, it, it, the excitement of, of of a new development must be special. Well, I, I mean. There, there are actually 144 enrolled already, and, and a waiting list for very good. Uh, first year for next year. So very good. we're actually we're very encouraged by the, the confidence the community has shown in, in, in our new fledgling school in such a short period of time. Mm. Um, you know, words probably from a school leader's perspective to, to, to get the opportunity in your lifetime to, to start a new school is an is probably one. The, it's so special. Uh, it's hard to put in words um, when you come in that first day and you have no students, no teachers, and you, you have the support of your. I have this. I had the support of my ETB, of course, uh, from the outset. But you come in and and you have to find the students and to find the staff and then develop that culture that you want to uh, see. Maybe it's everything you ever wanted in a school, and you see the opportunity now. And and I'm delighted to say that we have an absolutely fantastic staff. Uh, and, and brilliant group of students here, uh, and and, teach, and parents, teachers, and parents here in Enfield. So really, really happy with it. Well, they're lucky to have you, Shane. I wish you well for the future in Enfield, and congratulations again on being elected president of the National Association of Principals and Deputy Principals. Thank you for your time today. Thank you very much, Jerry. Appreciate not, it. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Bye bye. bye. One of the real good guys, Shane Foley, there, principal of Enfield Community College. You'll never hear Drake one dance on late lunch again as long as I'm sitting in the seat. Now, she might play it when I'm off, and if you do, well, good luck. I think to you. I'll be doing the one dance on my own. <laughs> you will, by the looks of those <laughs> listeners. Oh, I can't. That's okay. It's what the world is all I, about. It is. We are different. I can't believe that song got to number one at all. What a load of rubbish. <laughs> Justin Timberlake all the way, Jerry. And it's funny one. The dogs wouldn't even listen to that song. So the dogs would be howling. <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew it. I knew it. I just knew it. I know. No, I know them. I know them. I know them. But look at you're right, Leno Furridge. It stayed there for fifteen weeks at number one. My God Almighty! Some something or somebody kept it there. You know what I mean for that length of time. See the fellow that sings "Young, Dumb, and Broke." <clears throat> we'll play that next. Probably week. sounds like <laughs> that type of guy. All right. <laughs> Having played that song, he's hardly broke after 15 weeks at number one. I'd say he's creamed it all the way to the bank and cleaned up on on the back of it anyway. I didn't realise it was number one until I did a bit of walking today. And thanks again to Eddie, my friend, who was very helpful with the two on Tuesdays too. Um, But anyway, there you go. (laughs) We'll remember today, folks. Drake versus Louise and Jerry, yes, on your late lunch this afternoon. Anyway, we picked. We, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're loving it. Oh, I. Oh, my Japers, I'm loving it. You don't know how much I'm loving it today. <laughs> Maria McKee into news, You've weather and sport heaven, at three. <laughs> and this song is heaven. We all love it. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week. Artist of the Week. It is Mr. Elvis Presley all this week on Late Lunch. And after moving to Memphis in 1948, a music teacher at his high school told him he had no aptitude for singing. How wrong one can be. In 1950, Elvis began learning the guitar seriously, taught by a neighbour called Lee Denson. Uh, Did you know he was never formally trained, couldn't read music and he always played by ear alone. Around this time as well, he also began to differentiate himself with his look. The sideburns, oiled hair, leathers and fancy clothes. And uh, he really stood out from the crowd at that stage, even back then. Though a white man, his influences were primarily African-American. At a time of segregation, this wasn't easy or acceptable, yet it never deterred his love of black gospel, spiritual music and their performers. In 1953, come 1954, Elvis recorded a number of songs at Sun Records, a label owned by Sam Phillips, who was on the lookout for something fresh, new and different. He didn't see it initially in Elvis and he thought he wasn't what he was looking for. And what he was looking for was a white man with the black sound. He had it under his nose and he didn't see it. That was until one day in 54, July 54 to be precise, Elvis just grabbed a guitar and launched into That's All Right and Sam rolled the recording tapes. Elvis was on his way to stardom. More about the man himself tomorrow. But today for my song, I'm jumping on a couple of years to 1957 and this one. Elvis Presley, 1957. They were dancing to that in the Wee County the last time the one San Maguire. Yeah, All Ireland win, 57. And that was the big hit of the day. When you just think about it, what that was, that music, that man at the time, coming from previous music genres and everything and this guy bursts on the scene remarkable remarkable more about Elvis in words and song tomorrow afternoon there's a GAA club in Uganda and it's simply thriving and all it needs is a little help from us back home here in Ireland. Now, it's had support from the GAA and it is receiving support uh, from a wonderful company in County Mead called Cooltech. So we're going to talk about it for the next while with Deirdre Donoghue from Cooltech. But first, John Walsh, who's in Uganda, he's um, with the Irish Society there. John, good afternoon to you first. Uh, Good afternoon, Jerry. Nice to hear your voice. Nice to hear you too. Tell us the story. This is fascinating. How did the club come about there? Fascinating is true. It came about fully organically, and it was in 2019. Uh, Moses and Robert, two Ugandan guys who 
uh, they played basketball together and they came across it, Robert came across it on YouTube and then he showed it to Moses, who is a PE teacher, and he introduced it to the schools. And it was up and running for two years until any any Irish person knew about it even here in Uganda. So it was, a fact, yeah, without any Irish involvement, I haven't heard anything like it before. <laughs> so they... A, they a short version of it. Yeah, they saw the games uh, online, they saw football, they saw hurling especially, and they were fascinated about it. And they just went about starting to play these games with no instruction, rule book, guidance or anything. No, not a bit, just off. Then they started watching, and then TikTok got more popular. Uh, I suppose during when COVID kicked off, and that's where they were. You know, they were getting some of the videos from there. But it was all it was a very Irish way of give it a lash, and uh, they did, and that was it. And they made their own hurls and everything. It was uh, yeah, it was fascinating the story. Now the GAA did step in when they did eventually hear about this. Started in 2019, but a couple of years later. And what did they do? They gave them a, a subscription to watch the big games at the weekends, the championship matches. Was that it? That was it. So the GAA got involved. Actually, it was uh, Robert who emailed. He found the GAA. So this is how strange it was. They didn't even know what the GAA was when they started watching because you know you're watching YouTube videos. GAA is not plastered all over. We just assume we know what it is. So it took them a while to even find the organization. And then they contacted him and they sent him a few helmets, firstly about 15 helmets, which was great, and that kind of stuff. And then this year, actually, they sent him GA Go, uh, all the international, I have a package for watching all the internet, for watching all the GA games. They sent him that for free. So the kids had been playing and Robert and Moses training for two years and they'd never seen a live game. But this year was the first, first year for that. Terrific. This story gets better the more you tell me. So some helmets came out and a few bits and bobs, but they can do with more help, can't they? They really are looking for assistance with gear, helmets, uh, come on, hurlies, footballs, anything. They are. No, no, no. And like just the club itself, because people have been onto us on social media saying, oh, you're coming to the international games in Derry next year and... We're, we're a young club in every way, as in the oldest player is 15, and they're primary, they're mainly primary school kids, so there's no way we can go to uh, uh, Ireland for the international game. But everything, yeah. Like, we're looking now actually for hurls, and that's Cool Tech 100% seen the social media got onto us, and they just asked us what we needed, and they sent them on. So we're, we're blessed with the hurls at the moment. And the big thing then is anything else, uh, especially helmets. Stuff like that, and even if you see if you've seen them on YouTube, on social media, the kids are playing in flip flops. They don't even have football boots. So uh, yeah, <laughs> anything that's for spare would be great. Oh, that's fantastic! Stay on the line there with me, please, John. Deirdre Donahue is listening away there, nearer to home here in uh, yes. County Mead. Hello, Deirdre. Hi, Gary. How are you? Thanks uh, for having me on. Not at all. Delighted to feature Cooltech on the show and yeah. your wonderful range of products. Anyway, <laughs> you've stepped in uh, already and sent help. It, indeed, yeah, Gary. So we, I would follow an awful lot of the international clubs on social media purely because Cooltech would be the herd of choice for the diaspora um, because it's 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 um, a carbon wrapped um, composite. So it, it works very well in extreme heat and extreme cold. So I, I so we would follow as I said, we would follow an awful lot of the social the international social media GAA clubs and I found Uganda GAA I had a look and I was like, my God, I've never seen anything like this before and I suppose the thing that, that stuck out was the fact that they were playing with one in flip flops, as John said, but with with hurleys that were seemed to be fashioned out whatever wood they could find. And so we kind of had a chat with my husband, John, as well, and we just said, look, there's something we can do here. We we, we have some extra stock that we could donate to them. So then... I got talking. I was. I got in contact with Moses and Robert, who put me in contact with John, who's part of the Irish Society over there in Uganda. So we kind of got put our heads together, and you know, the big logistical issue was how to get them out there. Um, and then, so a very kindly a travel agent um, in Uganda, John. You'll help me with his his name. I can't. No, I can't that's fine. Yeah, we're here. A travel yeah. agent. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So he he facilitated the the carriage 
in conjunction with the Irish Embassy in, in Uganda, who were very, very helpful indeed. So we sent the hurls to um, the Irish Embassy. They're sitting there at the moment waiting to be distributed to the kids because there's an Ebola outbreak at the moment, unfortunately. But John tells me that in the next week or two, they'll be given. So there's over 100 hurls and 20, over 20 slithers that we've we've donated to them. Um, so I'm really excited to see what's going to be happening in the next couple of months with them. Yeah, and I love your hurls. As you say, they're applicable anywhere in the world. They are yeah. the carbon composite and uh, yeah. people love them when they use them. And is it Absolutely. true now you're willing to act as a repository? If anyone's listening to us today and they can help out, will you facilitate getting more gear over to Uganda? Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm going to work with John. If anyone has any clubs have extra football boots of all sizes and helmets are the main things that that we need. So we can store them here and get them out the same way or some way, anyway. But we will keep them here and organise their onward transmission to Uganda in conjunction with John and the embassy. So if it, I suppose it's a really a big call out to, for for anything extra that, that people can donate. Yeah, and boots, we mentioned boots as well. They yeah. would be very welcome, in good condition. So just get in touch with Cooltech just outside Navin. Yeah, that's right. It's www.cooltech.ie. We're just outside Navin. We'll put a link up on the website with our address and everything. So if people want to get in contact with us, we can um, we can they can contact us through the website. Great stuff. Well, you're going to stay with me for a moment because John, the gremlins have got into the system and oh, cut him off from Uganda. He's oh, been Lord. cut off in his prime. But it, but yeah. no, we've got the message. We've got the message. We know what's happening, so we do. Uh, the club is in Uganda. It's a terrific story. They're young people making their way all their short is gear and equipment and they'd be very grateful for anything that can be supplied from Ireland and I know the GA now the rules are on the way and all that type of stuff and they'll be becoming a real formal outfit in, in, in the very near future you're very kind and, and you're, you're just to, just while you're with me your hurl has really yeah. uh, hit the ground running sorry for the pun now it's 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 on the it, it has been on the go for about fifteen sixteen years. So yeah. my dad, um, Tom Wright, I'm originally an Offaly woman, um, and he, my dad Tom, and his business partner Johnny Grehan originally came yes. up with the product when they were out playing golf one day. They they um, they were hitting a golf ball, and they the and Tony McTague actually, who is an ex Offaly footballer, the three of them were out playing golf, and they. They started the conversation about, well, why hasn't anyone done with a hurley what they have done with a golf club? And Dad is an ex uh, Tipperary hurler. Johnny would have played with Offaly as well, or in with his clubs in Offaly, and it kind of went from there. Mm-hmm. They um, so they developed a prototype, redeveloped it, redeveloped it into what it is, and just. This January, myself and John, my husband, took it over and brought it up to what I call the true home of hurling, Mead. Brilliant. <laughs> <Or Navin. laughs> yes. Yeah. So, which a lot of people would argue with. But, yeah, so it's going great for us. Yep, we're, we're, um, we're enjoying the challenge. Um, so, that's it. Listen, you're very kind. And just to mention, John just got, managed to get a message back to us to ask everybody right. if you could follow them. Uganda GAA on Twitter. That's the main way to follow them. Uganda GAA on Twitter. Give them a follow there. They'd be very grateful for it. Anyway, cool tech other people. C-U-L-T-E-C. If you can help out, get in touch with Deirdre there and they'll be happy to facilitate more gear going out to Africa. Deirdre, thank you so much for joining me. And thanks very much, Jerry, for having me Not fun. at all. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's Deirdre Donoghue and John Walsh, who we were speaking to a moment ago, in Uganda from the Irish Society there. Tomorrow on Late Lunch, Anya Kenny is joining us. She's decided to abandon, for, abandon formal shopping and she's shopping slow for her clothes now and it's working out really well. She's going to tell us the story. Garrett Fitzpatrick is here to talk about his son, Connor. A lovely story they have. And David Keenan, the brilliant David Keenan from the Dock has a new album and he's joining me on late lunch tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive. Have a lovely Tuesday. See you tomorrow, 1.30. LMFM Podcasts. With CNC Carpets, we bring the showroom to you. Or book a new showroom appointment on 87 It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. 
You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.